This episode of No Pyro, No Podcast is supported by Jen and Revive Massage Therapy. Revive Massage Therapy is a local, woman-owned business located off County Road 210 in St. Johns County. Jen has over 15 years of experience and is able to provide custom massage therapy to your specific needs. Visit facebook.com forward slash Revive St. Johns for more information. Thank you, Jen, for your support of the show. Pyro Podcast, Season 1, Episode 6. In this week's episode, we will review the Armada Home Opener versus Southern States. We'll have some post-game remarks, and then we'll talk about next week's match away to Florida Roots. I'm Daniel Dad Johnson, and this week we have with us... Hey, I'm Brian. I'm here. And we also have... Hey, guys. It's me, Derek. All right. It's good to have you all. So what we're going to start out with this week is we're going to have a little discussion about the Armada home opener. Who wants to lead off with uh, what were your thoughts about the uh, our temporary home at Bishop Kenny? Yeah, so Bishop Kenny Field, uh, for those that weren't fortunate enough to be there, is a really nice venue. And it's like right on the south, uh, south bank of the St. John's River near downtown Jacksonville. You can see the stadium from the water. You can see multiple bridges. Uh, super windy. But that was actually kind of nice because of all the sun we got. I absolutely love this venue. Um, even though the field's a little um, narrower than what we've played on in the past, and that kind of takes away from Tommy's um, strategy of stretching both sides of the field, you can't beat a riverfront stadium, man. Like The only thing that sucked is probably for the ball boys having to chase down the balls before they uh, ended up in the river. Yeah, I was... Uh chatting with Nathan and Rich last night, and uh, Rich was kind of afraid they might lose a ball boy to the water, much less lose balls, because uh, once the kids went running over, they kind of disappeared for a little bit. But the, on the official count, only one ball was lost last night, or or I guess on Saturday, one ball one ball lost. So they said it would get quite expensive if they, they continued to lose multiple balls. So uh, that may be one of the downfalls would be ball loss expenses. The sacrifice has been made, so hopefully that doesn't happen too badly come uh, come our next home game. So how much is a ball? Because uh, if we can play there on a regular basis, I might have some uh, funds dedicated for lost balls. We actually proposed that we would, we would like to have that as our home venue for the rest of the year, so stay tuned. Who knows? Okay. I, I like it. All right, so are we ready to roll into talking about the match? What were you guys' thoughts? Uh, Let's just give a brief overview of the match first. Uh, <clears throat> the the game started out, it was very back and forth. Um, Armada got a goal early in the game, and then followed by, um, in the about halfway through the second half, they ended up getting a red card. Shortly after that, Southern States scored the counter goal, or the, the tying goal, before it was a lot of one-way traffic before like the last five minutes which ended up being a uh, 1-1 draw. Yeah, this seemed like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and just just be blunt. I was expecting us to at least have one win uh, between our first two games. I'm glad that we don't have a loss. But, you know, to come out of here with two points, two games, a little underwhelmed. Uh, 
I know what our opponent is in the next match, and, and I'm certainly hoping that we at least leave with three points then. But this was a tough one. You know, Southern States, they, they certainly play up and above, I think, their name. There's a reason, you know, why they are in the in the top half of the Gulf Coast Conference every year. They're they're very well coached. They have very talented players. They I I think they were better organized than our own team, uh in Bishop Kenny yesterday. But um it was a tough one. Uh, we we are still also missing a few key contributors. We we still have we still don't have Mason Turnbridge in. We still don't have uh, Gio Vaccaro come in yet. We still don't have Alex Smith come in yet. And um, even though the keepers so far have performed very well, the two keepers from the last two years that are still on the roster, <clears throat> uh, I'm drawing a blank on their names, Cam Roswell and Dom Dominguez, it's still, we're, we're still missing four or five starters. And I, I really thought we had the better run of play for most of the game before the yellow card. And even when we were um, at the end of the game, we still had our chances when we were down a man. Well, let me ask both of you this. Would you say that this match was an improvement over week one as far as our performance? Yes. 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 I think if we played like we did in week one, we would not be coming out of here with a tie and a point. You know, I thought our defensive play was actually pretty good, all things considered. Uh, I think our offense, although it had moments where it seemed to show real great strength, still uh, has some things to work out. Uh, but there's room for improvement. Yeah, I, I think overall we were much more organized uh, than we were in week one. The, the flow of play was uh, a lot better. And I don't know if that's down to our, our us improving or you know it wasn't. It just didn't seem as chippy as the, uh, the the first game against uh, Tallahassee. Yeah, I don't think it was as chippy either, but that, I think both teams had quite a bit of respect for each other, knowing that they're, like, these are the two teams that expect to um, win the Gulf Coast. Like, the last few years, like, they, they've proven they, they're probably the two standard bearers, maybe throwing New Orleans in there as well. But all three teams, two teams, expect to move on past the Gulf Coast Conference um, at the end of the year. All right, so we're ready to to break down some of the uh, the key moments in the first half. Yeah, let's do it. That's honestly for the very start of the game. I thought it was um, there. There was some back and forth, but no real chances for the most part um, until about the twenty sixth minute. Then. Armada actually got a breakaway with Ida Cumbra, and right before he did a stop to kick the ball, he actually lost it for a moment. And the by the time the defender recovered, he he kicks it, and I'm not sure if the ball went in, but apparently the linesman had a great view of it because he said it was over the line, and they gave us a goal. Yeah, I could tell from where we were at that was really there's no way to see whether that was over the line um, or not. And from the little bit I saw of the uh, broadcast replay, you couldn't even tell from where the camera was if it was over or not. So but we'll, that's definitely one that we'll take. Yeah, especially after last week when there was a a ball that clearly crossed the line with Charles Londu, and they didn't give it to us in Tallahassee. So I'll, I'll take it when we can get it, and uh, we'll see from there. <clears throat> I know after that, 
school, it was uh, at Southern States literally two minutes later almost got one right back from us. Uh, Mason Walsh, who has been just a terror when he was at New Orleans uh, for us, and then he, he also creates a lot of lethal plays since he's moved over to Southern States. Yeah, from that point on, you know, the, the only other real thing I wanted to call out in the first half was just Jed Bowman getting that yellow card late in the game. I really appreciated Bowman starting. Uh, I, I missed him getting more action in Tallahassee. I think he contributes not only just like on the field, but like he sets a he sets a mood. Yeah, he but what, will, go what, ahead. What, what was that yellow card like needed at that point in time? Like I know they just stole the ball back, and like I, I don't feel like there was a lot of. Um, I don't think they like we had a lot of guys back at that point in time. I didn't think it was very threatening where he had to make that foul and get that yellow card because once you have the first one, like, okay, what's uh, it's one descent call or one one misjudged tackle, and then all of a sudden you're out the game. So now you're affecting the way that Tommy has to coach and his subs from that one uh, from that one yellow card in like the 45th minute. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying, Derek, but I'd rather him, you know, play to the edge where a yellow card might be warranted than than not, you know, because there were times around the game where he was just chasing down every opportunity to try and put pressure on the put pressure on the back line. Oh no, I get that. I, I think him and um, Cole Reason overplay both on opposite sides of the pitch uh, do very well at playing close to the edge and playing with a certain. Um, tilt to them where they're going to get the <clears throat> be close to a yellow card and like that that's part of who they are they're, they're chippy they're looking for the big games they're looking for the fight but i'm not sure if that was that moment to to make that tackle at that point in time uh, especially since like uh it, i know last year he was suspended for um yellow card accumulation at one point during the season he missed um one of the home games because he couldn't play uh because he had too many yellows yeah, yeah about I... that well i'm, sorry, go I'm ahead, sorry dan no go ahead yeah i'm sorry i was just gonna say about yellow card accumulation though apparently this year npsl has made a change where in regular season i'm assuming because i don't think they did in the postseason last year no uh you can't be disqualified or or miss a match because of yellow card accumulation for 2023, so is this real soccer? <laughs> I'm I'm just saying I'm expecting we're going to see some repeat offenders, you know, okay. day in day out. I wouldn't be surprised if if you know we get a guy playing, you know, ten games and he gets nine yellows. Well, we'll so, so you uh, mean Jed Bowman? Yeah, well, yeah. I was going to say we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. We've already got some uh, accumulators, uh, don't we? So we we can talk a little bit more about that. Uh, I guess we'll yeah, if you go back to the Miami FC game, we we had quite a few yellow cards. Then we had a couple in Tallahassee. We had a few uh, cards shown in this game. Like it's uh, so are we gonna are we gonna get that reputation that of, of being being a dirty team? Is the question? Yeah, but I don't think they play dirty. Just uh, what would you say? No, maybe I'm biased. Yeah, no, maybe maybe you'd call it. Uh, I don't say severe. What would be the right word to say? Uh, I think they play. I think we have a few players that play close to the edge, just because that's how they get up for the game. I'd like, say I intense. Think, intense yeah, would like, be the word. 
Like Jed, Jed, Jed would be the definition of that for sure. Yeah, it, and honestly, I, I I don't want him to take it as like I, I think he needs to back off or anything. Like I, I I think he plays his best when he plays at this um plays close to the line. Like he gives everything he can possibly give, but it just Jed, if you're hearing this, red line baby, go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't please let don't off. slide on my DMs. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna um, I guess wrap it up right here with uh, the first half. Uh, first, the end of the first half, uh, Armada one, Southern States nil. So we'll be right back after this brief message. All right, we're back. Let's uh, talk a little bit about the second half. What do you guys have? So I, I just remembered at the start of the second half, Southern States just, they, they came out motivated. They came out with a mission, and they were putting their mod on their back foot for like the first five or six minutes. It just felt like it was one-way traffic. Yeah, Southern States came out pretty tough. Yeah, I felt like we were on our back heels for a bit and took some time for us to really find our footing um, before Armada really could start doing their own attack. Yeah, but once they did, like I, I thought, like around probably like the fifty-fifth minute, they were um, starting to get back into their able to force some turnovers and some bad spots, get a couple shots on. But then the game kind of uh, um, around the sixtieth minute, um, Jed, who was already on a yellow, he got subbed off for Geo Bray, which I like Geo Bray. He's he's high energy. He closes out quick, and he he's got great speed and reads the game very well, but now, when your captain has to come off in the 60th minute, is that really what we want from our team? Yeah, that's definitely definitely a valid point. Let's go ahead and look. Did, I'm trying to think of where we want to go next with this, as far as um, did you? How worried were you watching the match? Say the opening 10 minutes of the second half. Honestly, I I felt like if we absorbed the pressure and we got through that first 10 minutes. We were good, and e- even when um, uh, Jed Bowman came off, like we were still getting a, a lot of chances. Um, I know Angus Taylor was doing a great job, uh, just forcing turnovers and making some great runs with Pellucci up top. So, and Edu does Edu things, in my opinion. Uh, he he just he he's a special player when he's out on the field and going. Yeah, I thought Pellucci also. You know, as well as Taylor Pelucci, you know, set up some good shots as well. You know, he tried to feed one to Taylor, uh, which Taylor had a one-on-one opportunity with the keeper, but just could not get it past him. And, you know, that gave him a bit of a hothead. Maybe maybe push a little too hard, which again, hey, call me, call me yellow card Brian from now on. You know, Taylor ended up with the yellow card from up on the back of the defender right after that. Yeah, I think uh, what what do you do? Just kick the ball uh, almost into the river, just out of frustration. I got him yeah. as yellow. Yeah, yeah. So, but that honestly, that that happened um, like about the 68th minute, and then we kind of had a that was kind of overlooked because in the 70th minute, Armada's trying to play out of the back, and the Dubrovic uh, he actually plays it to Ludo Tom in the middle. Ludo turns and automatically just gets pickpocketed. And not only does he get pickpocketed, he 
compounds the error by just taking down the player from behind. The ref has to make a decision. Is it yellow? It's a red. He reaches for the back back pocket, pulls out a red because Shan he he felt that Shanley wasn't there to cover. Looking at the replay, it looks like Shanley may have been there to cover, which maybe should have been a yellow. Uh, what's your guys' thoughts on that? I mean, I mean, there's no way. You look, you know, there as it was happening, it was hard to say, right? Because there's no way to replay. Looking at the replay, uh, the little bit I saw last night. It's it's hard to say. It's a 50-50, you know, and one side's not going to be happy no matter which way it goes. So you understand where the red came from? Like, yeah, I do the, understand. While, while watching it live, you're like, oh, no, this this might go bad. Right, right. But looking at the replay, uh, if I add a little bit of bias to it, you know, as far as being, you know, the, the call being against us, uh, it sort of goes the other way. Like I said, it's a 50-50 call for me. Was I happy with the call? No, absolutely not. Was it the right call? Uh, maybe, maybe not. What about you, Brian? I do not consider myself a very soccer intelligent person, and I will say we did not deserve the red card just based on bias. <laughs> okay, that, that's fair enough. I but, just uh... well, but I'll also say this, and this might show my lack of some soccer intelligence. I wish the keeper didn't put uh, you know Ludo in the position you know that he was in. Because yeah, they were yeah. already under some great pressure. I would have rather had the ball just sent all the way on the other side of the field. No, I I, I completely agree with that. But it, it's – Ludo, as great as he is, he um pretty good at making some outstanding passes and has great athleticism and can beat a lot of one-on-one – a lot of players one-on-one. The problem with Ludo Tom, though, is he tries to beat – pressure by himself way too much he doesn't realize all the time that the ball moves faster than a player and he he tries to play out of trouble and he gets caught and when he gets caught it, it stuff kind of gets compounded this is now his second red card this year um not not in the npsl but the he had one in the Open miami top. yeah in the yeah. miami sc game he had a red card or two yellows for a red card in the first half of uh the open cup game that we lost like it's th- this is th- this was not only one bad decision in my opinion from him th- this was a second bad decision with a foul like you made you you gave the you made the referee make a decision on that like if granted if you can get there and get the foul good but if you're Hackling a player on a clear chance goal, like maybe it's better if we get the if they get one one goal, we're already up a goal, and then we can go back and try to get the second one back. We've had pretty good run of play at this point in the game, right? But you know, you know, know, we all know the term professional foul. That was definitely a professional foul. What would have happened if he had not fouled him? Was it going to be a goal? We don't know. Definitely going to be a chance. But still, he had the guy had a good head of steam, and you know. Yeah, but the, at, at, it, we're not losing the game at that point. We're up one nothing. If they score a goal, okay, it's now a one one draw, which that's how the game ended was a one one draw. And but we have ten people, or we have eleven uh, people available, not playing 10, uh, 10 v eleven. Am I wrong for thinking that? Yeah, I mean, no, but, but it could be a lot of what it could have, should have, might have happened, could have happened. You know what did happen, but you know. As it stands now, it's it is what it is. So, uh... well, what happened is like 
two minutes uh two minutes later they get like three straight uh corner kicks and after redmore tries to clear out one of the balls off to the side southern states gets the ball and uh they cross it in for um a header right into the back of the net or off actually not in the back of the yeah, net. Off the post, up, yeah. yeah off the post and into the side like it, it's that, that that's what happened from that decision does that happen if we're playing 11 on 11 i think southern still scores the goal honestly if we were 11 on 11 you know but, but do you think armada comes back and gets another goal i think our i think our chances are greatly improved i mean we had a lot of attack late in the game yeah, we, you know, like, we had, we the, had the last six, seven minutes of that game was exciting for both teams. Mm-hmm. Like there, there was a lot of, I don't know if it was tired legs or just fresh legs coming in and bombing up and down the field, but there was, uh, if you look just at the last like 45 seconds of the game, there was um, a, a couple calls in the Armada box that could they have been penalties? I think they would have been soft PKs. Uh, one with um, Cole Reasonover going down in the box, and then one at the very end, uh, Tyler Richardson going down in the box. Like I, I, I'm not sure if the the I'm not sure Southern State should have lost on a PK with getting bumped out, bumping a player like that. But it's there were close calls as well. So what would you say the overall uh, the overall refing was in this game as compared to game one? Big improvement. I think, I think they got the goal scoring right. I'll give you that much. Yeah, I think it was you, Brian, that pointed out to me earlier that they listed uh, Garrity as the keeper. Oh well, yeah, I don't uh, know. as, I don't as know the goal scorer. Yeah, no, 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 I, I no, looked no, it no. up after you told me that. And uh, no, no, they, no, 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 no. I, what I'm saying is, I don't think that's the referee's <laughs> responsibility. I think that game report probably came from one of the club people. Okay. Is my guess. I, yeah, I always yeah. thought the referees uh, noted it, so I could be wrong. Oh, so, in my mind, it's it's not the referee or, or the official that's that's keeping that information. I could be wrong, okay. but um, but yeah, no, I think uh, you know, we we all know what happened in Tallahassee. We were there. We we saw a goal that wasn't counted for. You know, you know, beyond that, we 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 saw some tackles that should probably been called for. But in this game, it seemed pretty. Pretty good to me. One thing I do want to point out, though, early in the game, there was um, Redmore went up for a ball, and another Southern States player went up for the ball. You could hear them banging heads. The head collision. Yeah. Yeah, and they just played on. Played and on. Southern States like had a shot on goal. They they were the the shot or it wasn't on goal, but it was like way clear goal. But I thought with head collisions, you want to stop that right then and there, better, get medical attention out there to like and give Southern States a free kick from right that, I, that point better time. Better would have sent the ball off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I don't put that on Southern States. I put that on the referee to just stop the play and get medical attention. You're talking about most of these players are college kids or just outside of college. Like, it, I'm not sure what their health benefits are. Like, get get the trainers out there, get them looked at because what if it was something serious? They've got young, soft skulls. <laughs> Still forming. They haven't developed the, the full hard head yet. So yeah, definitely for sure. What else do we okay. have for this for a uh, half number two? That that's pretty much it. I just there was a lot of back and forth that near the very end is what I remember. What about you guys? I heard, uh, I heard the empanadas sold out. 
you know, before the end of the game. So that was a that was a tragic. That's true. As well. That's true. I've heard I heard that uh, that word on the street. The empanadas ran out uh, mid second half, I believe. So yeah, I, I heard that GZ guy gives a uh, great uh, scrant opinions on uh, on food. You should follow him on Twitter if you haven't already. GZ yeah. Jacks, I believe his name is. I make yeah. that food work the uh, the Instagram angles. Yeah, oh, that, that guy, that guy's something else. Let me tell you, I saw him eating before the game too. Not only. I thought I was living it up. I, I had a public sub and some uh, mimosas for the tailgate, and this guy rolls up with Argentinian uh, empanadas and was yeah. living the dream. That's just the way some folks roll. All right, well, that's going to do it for the uh, the game wrap-up. Uh, ended 1-1, um, and we'll be right back with uh, after these uh, post-game comments from the touchline. We're here with Tommy with uh, Jacksonville Armada. Tommy, um, you guys score a goal in the 26 minutes, go up goal, and then uh, towards the end of the game, you have a red car from Little Tom, um, and they get one back. Uh, tell us about that decision with a red car. Do you agree with it? Uh, tough one for me because I felt like uh, there was a player still that could have covered the ball. Miles Shandy got behind the ball, and I thought it was in good position. Um, the referee and I will agree to disagree until we watch the game, game film back. But uh, if, if he was, in fact, behind the ball, then it shouldn't have been a red card. So the little Tom, that's his second red card in uh, about three games this year. Is that going to come into a decision when he serves a suspension um, with him playing? I mean, it, it, it might and it might not. It all depends on what we have available, what we don't. I mean, of course, the decision, doesn't, the decision to get the red card here uh, to prevent a goal-scoring opportunity was... What he had to do, it's his job, but I'm also concerned about what the, the behavior on the ball in possession that came from a mistake where we're trying to play and build out and don't execute. So I'm more so upset about probably in possession of the ball, not executing versus um, the foul. We has to commit a foul to preserve the 1-0 lead. And then your team uh, towards the end of the game had a similar situation where they were in attacking, I uh, believe, in stoppage time. And the player looked like he was dragged down and uh, very similar to what Little Tom's foul was. Uh, what's your thoughts? Should that have been given a penalty? Yeah, again, I, I, I think it was. Uh, but, of course, I can also be biased. So we have to re-watch the game film. We don't want to. We definitely don't want to. And what we definitely don't do with the, with the team is say, well, it was a referee's fault. We didn't win. It was our fault. We created enough chances even around that time frame and even before with 10 men. Uh, creating four chances was brilliant, and, and, but the problem was not putting them in the net. So those are the things that we want to work on, get better at. We want to focus on the positives uh, and move forward. Perfect. And you guys got six days for uh, traveling away to uh, Florida Roots in Panama City. Uh, what's the preparation going to be like this week? Yeah, we look, we're looking at... at uh, functionally the training sessions within the units what we can improve uh, building relationships as there are some new players that have come in that have come in there's some exciting players of course that showed really well only having trained once with the, with the group before so this week will be all about building relationships and connecting and seeing if we can translate that on the field on next Saturday awesome thank you so much for your time coach and uh, good luck this upcoming game thank you Next, we have Armada goalkeeper Jason Dubrovich. Jason, tell us a little bit about the match today. Yeah, I think it was a, it was a really hard-fought match. They're a really good team. Um, 
first half they came out flying, but we held them off. Uh, defense, everyone was fighting for each other. Got a good goal. I think we could have had another few. Uh, going into the break, we knew they were going to come out flying. Um, going a man down pretty early wasn't easy, but I think the fact that we you know, still got a result today at home, great crowd. The guys, it's only going to build our chemistry. Um, it's, it's really tough, especially in this heat. New group of guys battling, um, but I'm really proud of this team. All right, thank you very much. Okay, we're back. I just want to apologize for the uh, wind noise during uh, Tommy's uh, interview after the match. It was a little bit windy. Yeah, that's my fault, guys. I'd like to apologize on that. I uh, got some microphones at the house, and uh, but we'll, we'll be better next time. Uh, Coach Tommy coached me up after that, and uh, we'll be uh, we'll improve just maybe, like the the game. Maybe some of these sponsors can help us uh, with some uh, equipment upgrades. Stay right? tuned for that. Right. Facts. So, um, but interesting comments from him, though, with Ludo Tom getting his uh, second red card in four games now, um, that it, that as availability will take into place and players coming in, it's like he, he thinks that Ludo will have a uh, spot, but it does give him some things to think about. Do you think yeah, that's uh, what's your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. But you know, I, it's correct me if I'm wrong, but there is no accumulation now. Is that right in PSL? Yeah, it's there. There's no yellow card accumulation at all. So I think uh, Brian brought that up earlier in this. Uh, in this, so um, but maybe, maybe I was good news. Maybe, but maybe maybe I was napping then. So, but uh, yeah, that's one thing that that will help with the, with the selection. Is you know that's not something that's gonna factor in you know the decision making but you know if you do that at the wrong time you know getting sent off getting sent off is never a good thing and you know kind of especially kind of when this... your team's up a goal sure so even if they score a goal it's a tie game you've had the better run and play I, I i think you try to take make the tackle if you can but you can't put the referee in a position to maybe it's a yellow maybe it's a red so and i, I know my first thoughts on the from the stands i was like shit that's a red card like it's like i i think most people in the stands thought it was a red card we're hoping for a yellow but it, it you can't you can't let that um you can't give the referee a choice in there because we need better players on the field we can't get untimely reds we can't get early yellows when they don't need to be like jed got that yellow in the, in the end of the first half and i love the kit he's He's a hard worker. He busts his ass out there, but it's he's he's one of the leaders this year. He's one of the captains. I want him to be a captain on the field for seventy five minutes, not sixty minutes. It, it's that there's that there. It's just that next step in growth. That it, it's the best way to be effective in leading people out there is being on the pitch and making plays and being a difference. Yeah, well, you definitely can't leave that to the whims of you know the referee, you know, because what 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 you know who knows what the referee would have called the uh, the week before in Tallahassee, you know, right? I mean, you, you just don't know. Yeah, and ref- MPSL refs, you're you're talking about fourth division soccer. It's not going to be the highest quality of referees. No, but it's you know it's this referee you know, at least this week this crew was a little bit more consistent than what we had in week one. Facts. All right, so Derek, so as we were walking off the. Um, 
walking walking off the pitch after the match, we ran into the um, Southern States head coach and uh, yeah, Carl Edwards or yeah, Carl Reynolds. Carl actually. Reynolds. Yeah, we had we had a little bit of a uh, little bit of a chat with him. You want to share what he had to say or what you yeah, asked so, him? Yeah. So uh, I I asked him because they they have a good solid team and they, their facilities are great. But it seems like they have no traveling support behind them. And I was asking, how come how come we never see any of their supporters out there going to uh coming to the away games? Right. And, and, what, uh, did, and what did he say? So his response was what's great about my job is they all they asked me to do was focus on the team and the play on the field. And it wasn't his responsibility for anything outside of that. And one one thing that he did say that was 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 nice was he said yeah what a great job that we do as supporters yeah no and it, it, we we were given we were ribbing him a little bit for uh, it being like eighty five ninety degrees out there and he's in an all black tracksuit and uh, uh, just like how's he wearing that like I know I was in shorts and a t shirt and I was sweating up a storm and he's like well if you're talking about me you're not talking to any of my players so. If that's what it takes for for it to get the attention on me, I'm all for it. So it, it, yeah, but we, his we, mind's in the right spot of just focusing on the team, focusing on the play. But man, like I just, I, I would want to feel like you would want some more backing from the supporters right. uh, to travel the team, especially like um, if I'm not mistaken, his his uh, parents are actually the owners of the club. That is correct. So you, you're not just talking about like. Um, like building the team, you're building the whole club for the family for like generations and for the community to come. So uh, you you gotta have a way to tie in with the city, not just local games, but even games two, three, four, five, six, or what are we eight hours away from Hattiesburg? Something like that. Yeah. So I, I feel like uh, they they, they got to do something to try to grow their their support. So because the 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 facilities that they have far exceeds um, uh, most clubs in the NPSL. Right. I, th- I think part of that is, is just the culture overall that it's, you know, that it's a club club type culture. Right. And you know, we, we sort of have, you know, kind of done that, done that backwards, you know, if right. you will. we have the big fan base and, you know, it's not, not so much of a, of a club thing. One thing that I did notice from, from the, um, from their bench was that is they didn't interact very much, um, which is no, they, uh, which is they, strong. They of their would not part. acknowledge like they they uh, <clears throat> they appreciated some of the the ribbing that we did because they would uh, look over at each other and chuckle. But yeah. uh, you could tell that they had uh, instructions to not pay any attention to us, right? Because we um, will probably we will, from history. Yeah, so we will delve into what happened in the uh, the, the playoff match last year. But yeah, there's definitely none of that at all. So props to them uh, for that. You know, they, they didn't react to any of that at all. That's kind of one of the things I like about playing at Bishop Kenny is being back behind the bench again. I just wish we were a little bit higher up. But we, yeah. we won't get into that. That that debate has kind of gone on on Twitter a little bit, and there's some stuff, you know, about yeah. about the the various uh, the various um, venues, you know, the various venues, and sort of what the pros and cons are. Yeah, absolutely. So. Other than that, the, actually, the stadium was amazing. I, I I loved it there. So that was that was a big point for the match. Um, so who did you have for um player of the match? Um, I had uh, I had Jason down the goalkeeper on um, this. My that's who I voted for in the Twitter. Jason Dubrovich. Yes, for sure. Um, 
I thought he really kept us in the game. Yeah, it's good to know that we have another uh, very strong keeper in our stable of uh, keepers. Yeah, I think we have a uh, six. I think we have six, but uh, feels like we have about twenty six. Yeah, uh, keepers, sure. um, yeah. and they're all quality. It seems like. And who did you have? Who did you have for your man of the match? Uh, Miles Shanley. The more I watch that kid, the more I love him. I, I really think he's better than what Elijah has been the last couple of years. I think he's taken a neck, uh, a step up in his game. I think he is not only cleans up everything in the back defensively, but on set pieces, he is definitely a threat. And he, I, I, I truly think he's going to score four or five goals for us this year, maybe next year as well, because I think he's a sophomore at Flagler. So, well, for this year, he, this year he's got to get moving because time's running out. So, yeah. So it's, but he, he's definitely showing that he is going to be a br- big reason why we win games. Yeah. So I, yeah, I agree with you. I think he's, he's on the, on the cusp of, uh, of, you know, getting, you know, getting, getting more goals. Um, I think, you know, it, it's, it's sort of, you can see the potential there for sure. You can see the drive and the desire and the hustle. Um, that's one thing that he brings as well. And so we also, um, we did, a, we did run a, a Twitter poll on man of the match and miles actually, won that as well this week. So yeah, not sure not, the actual results. He got forty four percent of the overall vote. So okay. not quite not quite a majority, but but close. So. Yeah. Well you, you had some other good performances out there. You had uh Edu Cumbra who was the goal scorer who's always gonna get attention when you score the goals. Jason Dubervik had a great game in in the net. And you also had some really quality performances from uh the attacking players, even though they didn't score, um, I believe Pelushi and um, Ingus Taylor made some great runs and put themselves in great spots uh, to be a threat. Unfortunately, they couldn't uh, finish how how they would probably have liked to score, but at least they're putting themselves in good positions over pretty. Southern States is a good team, so um, as the season grows probably find in the back of the net more often than not. Right. So we'll see what happens uh, in the coming weekend for sure with that. All right. So we're going to take a brief moment and uh, hear from one of our sponsors. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Print Kingdom. Print Kingdom is a local veteran-owned business offering custom screen-printed goods to help elevate and make your small business or organization stand out from the crowd. All right, we're back. Let's uh, talk about now the standings um, after week two. All right, so Gulf Coast Conference standings. We're talking about what we have Tallahassee, we have Armada, Southern States, Florida Roots, Pensacola, uh, and New Orleans Jesters. Of all those, four clubs have at least played a game. Two of them have played two. Whoa, whoa, you forgot Mobile. Let, let's never forget Mobile. Oh, They're Mobile. listed on the standings. Always remembered. Never forgotten. They're listed in the standings, but uh, they're going to end up at the bottom. And, <laughs> um, and no offense to Mobile, but I don't want to have to mention you know, at the bottom every, every single episode. Heaven forbid that that will ever happen. Uh, so all that being said, 
Uh, of the clubs that have played two games, Tallahassee SC is actually up in the first place spot now that they've had their first win. Was it since like 20... How long? How long has it been? I can't remember what they mentioned. They, they did not win a game last year, so it was definitely 2021 uh, um, since they last won a game. Now they're averaging two points, uh, two points per game. Yep. Two points per game. They got a win over the Florida Roots. Uh, they had to come back in that game, from what I recall. It looked like Florida Roots scored an early goal five minutes in, and Tallahassee scored one PK and another goal to take the lead and win two to one. Can we talk about the, that stream? Like, I, I, I was uh, trying to watch it, and there was like no commentary whatsoever. Um, why, like, NPSL has like stadium standards and this and that. Like, why can't streaming standards be set for uh for this league? There, there should always be some sort of commentary in any of these matches. Although I wish that were the like the reality in the case. Yeah, I think it's pretty unreasonable, in my opinion. Like if if uh, if NPSL as a league said, hey, we were gonna we're going to require broadcasting for all games from this point forward. We would be losing a lot of clubs. Um, this is a summer only, you know, league. We are playing for what? 3.5 months of the year. Uh, I don't think a lot of clubs are making money. You know, I don't think they want to sink more money into production and broadcasting. So I, I would not expect that like Florida roots would probably be gone. From what I understand, Florida Roots, the, they were not streaming this game, actually, and, then, and it was Tallahassee that stepped up to do the broadcast on the away. Oh, wow. And you're probably not getting commentary because their commentators weren't even expecting to probably do that, so they were probably not even there, is my guess. I feel like you can find some sort of uh, college internship to get some free labor for commentary. Is and for uh, some videography major to to record or to 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 do video for a, a broadcast. Well, in the in in the perfect world of requiring it, that may not even still come through for for every single club. And I I would absolutely encourage every club to look into what opportunity you can do to broadcast because. You know, I'm not going to be it at all the game by doing it. What's that? It only grows the game by doing it. It, it helps um, having local commentators. You can actually build relationships, and they they can tell the story of the players at the game. Like it, I, I don't know how many of y'all watch the the broad the Armada broadcast, but the, the they Armada normally has two guys in there, Stuart Weber being one of them, and they're very knowledgeable about not only the game, but the actual team. And they can give background on the story, so it gives personality of the team instead of just the team out there playing a game. No, I agree with you. It's just, you know, do all clubs have the, the wherewithal or the the funding to do so? You know, um... I get it. Yeah, not every not every club's a, a big money club like we are. You know, you got to remember that. You know, looking us, looking down on them from our loads and stacks of money that we sit on top of. You know, yeah, but I, I feel like there's only one team in the Gulf Coast Conference that doesn't provide a stream, and that's uh, and and that's Florida Roots. Well, I don't know. If, like, I, 
I don't know for. I guess that should be my tagline. I know nothing. But I know nothing. You know, we're we're gonna find out this season. I wouldn't be surprised if another club isn't streaming. Uh, I you know Pensacola, they're having to find another home venue that's uh that's maybe a little bit foreign to them. Um, I can name so one right now know. that it would be uh, Mobile. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, shots fired. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Love Jeez. you. But being as it may, we're, we're going to find out through the rest of the season, you know, what streams are happening, what ones aren't, you know, as we come to each game. Unfortunately, I don't, I'm not expecting we're going to see a Florida Root stream uh, for next weekend, which is, you know, terrible. Um, but I don't it's know unfortunate because I'm going to be out camping, so... I'll have no way to catch up on what happened at the game. That may be more incentive for me to actually go. Since I won't be able to right. watch. So. We can't send Brian all alone. Well, well Yeah, because I'm Mr. Soccer Non-Intelligent here. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know. Uh, Brian, you have a card I'll, I'll provide a game report by Cran. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please send, uh, send us text updates, please? Uh, I'm probably just going to feed you over to Armada FCU 23 or something. Text, text, Anyways. Uh, text, uh, text highlights, please. It's the way of the future. Yeah. All right, so let's... I love uh, Snapchats. Hold on, yeah. hold on. We didn't finish the standings. Let's go back to the standings. Oh, so okay, Tallahassee sorry. SC. Yeah, it's all right. Derek, Derek derailed us. Tallahassee SC uh, is in the lead right now. So congratulations, uh, Lord Tally of the Gulf. Uh, you're in the lead for now. And, and they're leading the 850 standings, too. That's correct. They have their first 850 game over the Florida Roots now. Um, Armada, so that, means they're do- that means they're doing the double right now. Yep. Armada are above Southern State Soccer Club. I believe that tiebreaker is just for goals four. Both teams are at one point per game. Armada two games in. Southern State just played their first one. Um. Let's see, skipping AFC Mobile because that's going to just confuse the heck out of me. Going down to the rest of the rest of the conference, you have two teams that haven't played, New Orleans Jesters and also Pensacola FC, and then Florida Roots at the very bottom uh, with zero points per game and a negative goal differential, putting them at the very bottom. So for so. now, Mobile is actually higher in the standings than Florida Roots based off a of goal differential. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing it out. Hey, there's a possibility, you know, if if one club goes winless and with negative goal differential. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Mobile's going to qualify for the for the conference playoffs, <laughs> but they at least won't be last. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's physically possible for them to qualify for playoffs just because yeah. everyone plays each other twice. Because even if it's a draw um, when they play each other, that would still be a point to move higher. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, so let's talk about the the uh, this weekend's games. Yeah, so uh, in the NPSL Gulf Coast Conference this coming week, we're gonna have uh, looks like three games on schedule. Friday, Friday night, you're gonna have Southern States uh, having its home opener. They're gonna host New Orleans Jesters. who are gonna be playing in their first game, and uh, on a short week too, since they just played on Sunday. Yeah, relatively short week, you're correct. Uh, and that's a long drive back to Hattiesburg, I know. Uh, so I don't think they got in very soon. Um, 
after Friday night game, you have two Saturday night games, both of them in the central time zone. You have Florida Roots hosting its uh, first game, and that will be up against Armada FC um, in Panama City. Like I said earlier, I'm not expecting a stream for this game. Well, that, that well, that's their second uh, home game, right? Because they host the Tallahassee. Oh, I'm sorry, right? you're correct. Yeah. yeah, they host the Tallahassee. Thank you. So, uh, cut that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then uh, the other game that night, you're going to have Pensacola FC playing in their first game for the season. They're hosting Tallahassee FC, and I'm expecting that that might be a matchup that'll be a tell for who's going to be. Uh, you know, getting in the low end of the conference playoffs later in the season. Tallahassee SC has some steam coming off of their win. And well, what if Tallahassee wins, win. though? Like, all of a sudden, they got uh, seven points in three games. Like, they might not be lower, uh, low part of the playoff picture. No. You, and the other thing here is, like, without AFC Mobile, we're going to have less games to make up, you know, some points. So yeah, these but, teams that, that get a loss early are going to be in deep. So we, we have two draws right now. We, we got two points, and uh, how MPSL does it, they do it points per game. We only have eight games left. If we win all eight games, we're at a 2.6 points per game, which would probably be top 10 in the NPSL standings. But it, it's no longer like there's no more room for error with, with – with a draw here or a red card there, like in uh, and, and losing points, we've already dropped four points when they were probably expected to have what four to six points by now. Yeah. Also, adding a note here, uh, I am not expecting us to win win out the rest of the season. Right. Um, you know, actually, so, in my in my initial projection, I, I had us losing. Uh, I think it was against Pensacola here at home. Yeah, yeah. It, it, when you look at the 2001 season, our, our points per game that qualified us for seventh in the nation and actually had the, um, I think we were second in um, in the south, and it was uh, two point um, two point five seven was our points per game. So. Once you get to the playoffs, they always go by that points per game, and that means we might have to go on the road more. We we might have to um, have a Wednesday in um, New Orleans followed by a Saturday in Southern States, or even like go up to Georgia or down to Naples. Like the more you travel, the the odds aren't with you for advancing. So, like, the, these next few games is very important for the Armada to actually win um, if they want to keep their goals of not only making the playoffs, but hosting in the playoffs as well. That's a, that's a very good point. Um, this is really not a, you know, I mean, we're only two games in, right? But, you know, like you say, without having Mobile in the mix, that kind of, you know, one fifth of the field. season is over with now. Yeah, I like know. we I'm have to. Old. We have to start uh, hitting the ground running. Right, little little by little improvements not gonna not gonna do it. I mean, we we you know as, as we discussed, we were talking about the first half. We 
you know, have seen improvement from week one to week two, but, you know, it's got to be a, a quite larger leap forward uh, moving into week three. Good news is, though, we, we are supposed to be getting in some more players in the next couple of weeks, too. So some some players that are going to be starters. So I think Mason might miss one more game, and I think Gio, I forget if he's going to be back this game or next game. not until June. I don't know. Okay, so some people might have reached out and figured out like maybe earlier than what we were told in the initial stuff. Yeah, I got a guy I work with who uh, was DMing them um, earlier today or the day before and asking them. Shady so, Nick. I know, like uh, that that uh, that guy. He's a uh, he stays connected with everyone, man. I got sources. All right, so what are we moving on to next? That's well, it. We got, yeah, we got the Panama City game next weekend. Uh, I'm I'm gonna try and make that game. That's my plan. I already booked the hotel, so uh, right. whether I'm driving solo or or with a with a friend, that's what I'm doing. All right. Well, I'm on the fence on that one right now. We'll see how things play out here at home. I think Derek, you said you are not going to be there. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm, I'm missing a few games this year, and this is a uh, this is going to be one of them. So I already had prior arrangements with some friends to uh, do a little camping. So just remember, the season will be over before you know it. So you know, don't, don't I know. miss too many. No All pressure. Right. We want to thank everyone for listening. Um, our numbers are increasing uh, week over week, and we thank you all for that. Be sure to uh, like and subscribe. Uh, we're still on over at Spotify. We're on a Google Podcasts uh, and coming soon to Apple Podcasts. So this is uh, Daniel Dad Johnson signing off with a Go Armada. Bye. Vamos, Armada. Everybody have a great week. We will be back in another week for a recap of the Roots Away match. Thank you and take care.